Oh. Welcome to another episode of MQA Sunday with <laughs> I think Margo start and that Steve. Because I stepped on you. Sorry. Welcome to another episode of MQA Sunday. Do it again. <laughs> this is why I normally mute her, Charlie, because I'll be good. I'm good. You just have to warn me. I'm ready. Just- Welcome to another episode of MQA Sunday with Margot and Stephen. Uh, today we're going to be discussing Luke chapter 3, verses 15 to 16, skip over some, and go to 21 to 22. So grab a cup of coffee and a seat around our kitchen table and join this conversation. That's right. Hey, Stephen. Hello, Margot. Uh, Stephen has a vacation coming up we're at two opposite ends of the world experience right now i'm just back from being away for the death of my father Mm -hmm. you are just about to leave on a fun vacation with your family yes we're like opposite ends of the spectrum we are very much so today um but you know we're we're in a we're we're good Mm -hmm. Well, I'm very happy you're here around our kitchen table. Mm-hmm. Before you go, this is MQOA Sunday. We use our beta lesson process, which is our small group process here in the parish. That's MQOA. MQOA. I'm slurring my words. MQOA. Mary Queen of the Apostles in Salem, Massachusetts. And behind the scenes today with us is our director of Hispanic Ministries, Charlie. Charlie, yell out into the atmosphere. Hello. Hello. See, he's here. He's here. Like a disembodied voice. Yes, he's taking care of the uh, production. So when I'm on vacation, you guys can continue. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll still be here for you. Welcome, Charlie. Welcome back, too. The ghost of Charlie. That's right. He's back. He was here. (laughs) (laughs) Back from his Christmas break. We're all at different places on our journey. Yeah. But here Ain't we are. Ain't that the truth. Ain't that the truth. Yeah. Here we are around the kitchen table, as we always do, ready to hear the gospel a couple times. We're going to uh, read through it a couple times and just chew on it a little bit, have some conversation. Nobody needs to be an expert here. This no. is not like a group for theologians. We get get things wrong here sometimes, yeah. I'm sure. We talk about things that are not, you know proven or mm-hmm. like we, we it's all at the kitchen table we're just having a conversation and everyone is welcome here so before we start though we like to do an icebreaker are you okay mm-hmm. okay we like to do an icebreaker and here's what it is this week tell us if or where you were baptized and something you're really looking forward to if you can think of something Stephen. Uh, I was baptized in Immaculate Conception in Malden, Medford, oh. um, on the hottest day that of the summer, as my parents remind me all the time. <laughs> really? It was like 102. Uh-huh. And, um huh. How does that come up? Like, ugh, this when is we, just like your baptism day. <laughs> no, when we watch um, videos. Oh. Home videos. My okay. parents always remind me of how hot it was. It's nice. All my, all, my sister got married there, too, so everyone has kind of... That's your home through. parish? Yeah. It used to be. And... um I'm looking forward to um, my vacation. I'm looking forward to that day during my vacation where I take the car by myself and just drive Mm -hmm. and find a beach. I'm going to Hawaii and Mm -hmm. just sit and quiet. 
So away from your family. Yes, away from everyone. I get it. On a desert island. Yeah. Steven's yeah. doing the podcast in his mask, which you may hear kind of scraping yes. against his microphone from time to time because he is not leaving anything. I'm leaving. Up to chance. <laughs> yes. So he's he's actually in a bubble suit. He's yes. wearing a Tyvek suit with um, very no ventilation. Area. So we're going to move right along. Yeah. Sound like Doc Fair. Margo, yep. where and when were you baptized? So I was baptized five days after I was born, really? I happen to know, in Brunswick, Maine, at my home parish, which is St. Charles Borromeo. Oh, yeah. Yep. Wait, um, was that customary to be so quickly yes. baptized? Okay. Yeah, back in the day. Uh, because, you know, God forbid something happened between the time a baby is born and the time they're baptized. Right. Straight to hell. Yeah. Very That's, Old Testament God So you have there. to beat this out, right? Right, right, You right. can't gamble with such a thing. That's not exactly that's not exactly correct. But, there was, you know, it's sort of a suspicious, superstitious bent to it. It's fear. To it. It's yeah. fear. Yeah. That's all. Plain and simple. Something I'm looking forward to, I am going on retreat this weekend. I think we talked about this a couple of weeks ago about needing a retreat. And I'm going for three silent days. Uh, in Ipswich at a beautiful retreat center right nearby, mm-hmm. which I'm really excited about. I have a stack of books. Wow. I'll be doing some writing. When you read books, mm-hmm. do not do you not fall asleep? No. That is the quickest way I can fall asleep is to read a book. Really? That's yeah. a good thing to know. Like two pages yourself. in, out. Maybe you're reading boring books. Well, it's the books that you asked me to read. So. <laughs> That's true. Every I, time forced a book on my husband Scott today. Mm-hmm. I was like, take this to work today and read the highlighted part. Nice. <laughs> Which you know, it's he's he's gonna love it. It's a great book. But anyway. Uh plus you know what? When you're on retreat, there's no real rules. Like you can take naps if you want. You can go for a walk. It's supposed to f- snow on Friday, so probably I'll stay inside. But I hear, I hear that. Okay, anyway, enough about me. Anyways, this is a very short gospel uh, looking ahead. It is. That's why we're front-loading a lot of chatter to like (laughs) to fill space. No, I'm kidding. It's a good one, though. And it's uh, from the Gospel of Luke, as you said, chapter 3, and bits and pieces. And we'll talk about that a little bit. I'm going to read it once. We'll take just a minute to kind of soak it in, Mm. Mm. and then I'll read it again, unless you're dying to read it. No. No. Okay, so I'm going to read it once. Etc. Etc. Here we go. This is a reading from the Gospel of Luke. Now the people were filled with expectation, and all were asking in their hearts whether John might be the Messiah. John answered them all, saying, I am baptizing you with water, but one mightier than I is coming. I am not worthy to loosen the thongs of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. After all the people had been baptized, and Jesus also had been baptized and was praying, heaven was opened, and the Holy Spirit descended upon him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my beloved Son. With you I am well pleased. Take a second just to soak that in. See if there's something that really stands out to you this time. Or that you think God wants you to notice. Now the people were filled with expectation and all were asking in their hearts whether John might be the Messiah. 
John answered them all, saying, I am baptizing you with water, but one mightier than I is coming. I am not worthy to loosen the thongs of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. After all the people had been baptized and Jesus also had been baptized and was praying, heaven was opened and the Holy Spirit descended upon him bodily, in bodily form, like a dove. And a voice came from heaven. You are my beloved son. With you, I am well pleased. I really like this one. It really sets a scene, doesn't it? Mm. And we've been talking the last couple of weeks about the details that we remember in stories yes. or miss. Because we've heard it so many times. We've heard it so many times. Mm-hmm. And this is a story that is in every gospel. Oh, okay. This scene or some version of it happens in every gospel. Mm. And it's... It's um, celebrated with a feast day every year in the Catholic Church, nice. just for the little background. On info. Sundays, right? On a Sunday. On a Sunday, nice. Yes. And this concludes our Christmas season. That's right. In the church. That's yep. nice. So what, did anything stand out to you from this reading? Well, it's a big, um, it's a big growth, you know, from my last reading. He was, the kings just came. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's and, had a growth spurt. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. so now he's here. Right. Um, right. It's it's short and si- sweet, and I know you like the short ones. Yeah, I do, <laughs> but sometimes a short gospel make, means a longer homily. Oh, so it's fair a, point. It's a double-edged sword, right? If yeah. A, if unlike here, you have bad <laughs> homilies, right? Good point. But um, it's nice. Yeah, it's simple. What uh, what do you remember about this baptism scene? I remember the river. Do you Did you even mention the river? Um, nope. Well, if it's in each gospel, right? So it might be confusing. Yeah, that's why I'm asking, yeah. actually. So the Jordan River, um, Jesus is coming to John saying mm-hmm. he wants to be, I guess he doesn't even ask to be baptized. John just knows. We don't even know, right? In this version, if John baptized him. Uh, well, he says, answer them, I am baptizing you with water. Right. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah. So, right? Isn't it? I just think it's so wild how we fill in these stories, like the details of these stories, right. because we've heard them all four versions. Yeah. Every year, we sort of like blend the stories together. And sort it's a of human like trait a, to kind of fill, yeah. the fill the unknown. Yeah. Yeah. It's as if we're writing like a chosen episode <laughs> about it. We're, we're doing fan fiction. I, I just want to know about this voice from heaven. What do you think? Like I was, I was on TikTok recently, and they were showing de- old Testament depictions of angels, which okay. are like crazy looking. Yes, things. lots of eyes, lots of feathers. Yeah, yeah, and hands and all that stuff. Yeah, like there's a reason why they were scared. Oh, sure, these yeah, are the yeah. De- de- depiction. So I would like. To, is this voice like booming? Is it just everyone's? How do you picture it? Everyone's ear. They hear this like a whisper. Oh. I don't know. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's very cool. I mean, to I think, think about like it. movies would be like like a Zeus type character. I am your father. Yeah, sure. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I have a note about the voice. Tell me. The voice in Luke, as in Mark, this doesn't answer your question, <laughs> but it it speaks directly to Jesus in these two gospels. We overhear the words. Uh-huh. And Matthew's account of the baptism. And all three accounts of the transfiguration, which has nothing to do with anything right now, the voice speaks to everyone else. Mm. So in this one, he says, you are my beloved son. 
And in Matthew, it says, this is my son. Oh. That's kind of interesting, yeah. right? In a trivial kind of way. Yeah. Uh, it says something to me about who the writer is writing to. Right. 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 Yeah. So I don't, uh, do you think, that's a good question. Whose voice is it? Right. Whose do you think? I mean, I'm guessing it's God because it says you are my beloved son yeah. and Jesus is the son of God. Right. Boom, 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 boom. And he's already pleased. I mean, like, what an easy life Jesus is having right now. <laughs> Just had to go and get baptized. Yeah. I think it does take a, a, a darker turn. <laughs> I so know. I haven't, don't ruin it. Right, don't right, right. It. I don't, no spoiler alerts here. Um, so I want to put this a little bit in context too. Before this reading in the Gospel of Luke, is is the reading that we heard a couple of weeks ago that was like, what should we do? He says the Messiah is coming. Everyone says, what should I do? Mm-hmm. He says basically, serve the poor, right. feed the hungry. Mm-hmm. Um, so and then they say, huh? The people were he, on hearing that. Basically, the people were filled with expectation, and they were like, huh. Do you think this is the Messiah? So I I love in this writing, they're thinking it. He's answering it. Like they don't even ask him. Right. Right? They're asking in their hearts whether John is the Messiah. John says, I know what you're thinking. Yeah. What is no. he baptizing them to? So he's baptizing them for forgiveness of sins. And which that is says a Jewish, that elsewhere. Which is a Jewish thing? It's a Jewish thing. Okay. I'm thinking so he's not the doing word anything. is mikvah. He's not doing anything too crazy. No. No. But, but he's, because he's he's baptizing, he's forgiving people's sins, people mm-hmm. think that he might be the Messiah. Right. And he's he's like, saying bold things, and he's gathering a crowd. He's basically has a lot of followers. There we go. So he started a movement that is catching people's attention. Right. And this is the people who are anxious for a Messiah. Yeah, they need right? him. Right? Yeah. They need him. Right. Okay. So. In between these two, you can see these are kind of separated parts of the same story. In between, there's a little bit that we've also heard before, which is about the winnowing fan. So Mm. just after he says, he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire, he also throws in there a little bit about he's going to separate the chaff from the wheat. Remember this? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He's he's ready to hear go hell come. Right. and also a little, like a little piece about a backstory that's happening with Herod. Okay. Who. Still alive. Is still alive and is, um, is it's a backstory between Herod and John the Baptist. So in just before verse 21, John is imprisoned by mm. Herod. Uh-huh. So they leave that bit out. They leave a couple of bits out because we've already heard it recently. Okay. We leave that bit out because it's sort of a second story. Yeah, right, right. Takes away from the the true meaning, which is the baptism. Right, right. Hmm. So how about that? That's interesting, right? I always thought why they cherry pick the Gospels, but I guess there's a reason behind it. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a, a sense about why the church would think it's important to focus on the baptism every year? Yeah. I mean, that's how you become <laughs> Christian. Yeah. You know, in showing that even though we believe that Jesus is the Son of God and God, that he wouldn't need to be baptized. Yeah. He still does a <sighs> lot of things that he doesn't need to do. Why? Why do you think Jesus is being baptized? Again, be an example of what 
God wants to be baptized. I don't. I, what I do mean, you mean? I think it's it's like him taking care of the poor, like he's being an example. Okay. Um, but also it could be a moment where he accepts who he is. Oh, like a his calling. His calling. He's like, oh, okay. Because he is. I mean, we believe he's a hundred percent man and divine, but. Mm-hmm. There's always debates of when that is and how yeah. much you knew and yeah. all that stuff. So I think it's just a simple like, yeah, I'll take more of the Holy Spirit. Come on. Come oh, on that's very cool. Yeah. I, I There are a lot of people who think they know right. why Jesus was baptized. Yeah. Uh, you know, we teach in the church that baptism washes all sins away. Mm-hmm. At the same time, we believe Jesus was sinless. That's right. So why would he need to, right. original sin? Yep. But I, I don't think we've... I I don't think we know a hundred percent why. Although I think I like your theory. Mm-hmm. I mean, who doesn't want to say no to the Holy Spirit? Right. If you if someone offers you the Holy Spirit, you're gonna to want to say yes. But it also proves that, like, you know, those that debate, you know, why he gets baptized. I just think it proves that, like, any like it doesn't matter if this person shouldn't be baptized or not. You're talking in like current life. Currently, okay. Get him baptized. Oh, okay. You know, like if Jesus, if you think he's sinless, he didn't need baptism, but he still did it. Right. So just baptize that person. Yeah. That you're okay. In, in, is in front of you. So I think what you're saying, <laughs> you can tell me if I'm wrong. Yeah. Is that Jesus modeled a baptism that is open to, to everyone? To everyone. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I I have a good quote. Okay. That I think. Um, we'll support what you think. Okay. So you're going to love it. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. Ready? <laughs> ready? Mm-hmm. Now, you ready? Uh-huh. At the Jordan, the Son of God stood in line with sinners, awaiting the ritual that signifies a change of life. He who came to take away the sin of the world knew why he was standing in that line. His plan was not to redeem humankind from a distance, but rather to mingle, to be identified with sinners. Jesus, before taking his plunge into the river, entered the life of the common people. Nice. So he, this person is guessing that Jesus knew about his divinity by this point, Mm -hmm. understood his calling, and still went ahead and lined up with sinners, which I kind of love. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. It's like a manager that knows how to do everything. Like he's willing, a person that's willing to do everything yeah. he asks his followers to do. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, that's very cool. And I just don't understand why, like, that's not enough for people to just, like, <laughs> stop debating. Oh, well, I mean, what fun would life be without debate? <laughs> how would theolog- theologians make their money? A lot money? of schools won't be funded without a debate. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> for sure. That's true. You know what I, What struck me in this um, quote mm-hmm. is that we had been talking at epiphany about the gold frankincense and myrrh being decorations for the temple right yes yes. and that the temple that they were kind of doing that in jesus they were decorating the new temple right yeah and i why i think that's beautiful is because over and over again god comes out into the world right Mm -hmm. god is not happy to be locked in a golden box or behind a curtain right away from people's access god's always 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 coming out to where we are Mm -hmm. and this is just another example of that right yeah if if it's true that jesus knew about his divinity understood that he was sinless and maybe what he's 27 ish by now yeah he's probably noticed that he hasn't sinned right that can't escape a person right that's true 
Um, If he knows this about himself, that he is perfect and may possibly divine and doesn't need to be baptized, Mm -hmm. but still gets in line, then I think that's another example of God being like, I want to be where you're at. Yeah. And I think also we should probably talk more about Jesus starting his ministry in his 30s. Okay. Because <laughs> because you're in your 30s. Well, because I'm also 33. <laughs> uh-huh. No, but I think... I, I think he ended at about that. Actually, I know. Just to be clear. <laughs> Go ahead. No, but like... Just to know that he didn't really he didn't really start what he was made to be until mm. his thirties. So like if you're in your twenties, you can relax. Like you don't have to have to have your career. You don't have you yeah. know it's still time. Yeah. There's still time. There's still time, right, to come to grips with God's call for you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a twist on it. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that that was not what you were trying to say? But just remember, he made twelve friends in his thirties. So we all can do it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Right. So that's that's such an encouraging message today. I love that. I like your imagery that's found in the beta lesson. Yeah. MQA.org. Which one uh, kind of stands out to you most? Well, I've seen the one with him like kind of flying Mm -hmm. and the spirit coming down. Yeah. Before, but I really love the one of just the two of them and the dove and the waves. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. That's beautiful. And it's a little bit more probably ethnically representational nice. of what Jesus may have looked like, right? right? And, you know, I as I look for artwork for Beta, mm-hmm. I find I, it's I'm always surprising myself again that there are like Asian depictions of yeah. Jesus and yeah. African depictions of Jesus and some very clearly you know, differently yeah. ethnic you know, representations of what Jesus may have looked like. Yeah. And and it makes me feel a little bit better about how white our Jesus is. I mean, if I can spin this to myself, mm-hmm. I think it's a human, human sort of urge to want Jesus to look like, to you. Look like us, you know, to be able to re- relate best to a god who we yeah i guess so you know that makes sense because jen was talking about when she was here a couple of weeks ago that the renaissance were a way of saying that you can you can be holy as well yeah by painting it that way yeah um, I, I do kind of like that but maybe that's just me i just i i feel bad about the whiteness of jesus everywhere and yeah. knowing that everyone around the globe does this makes me feel yeah. a little better i guess that's what i'm trying to say okay hey uh <laughs> Do you want to take a break? Should we take a break? Take a break. All right, here we go. Hey there, this is Margot Morin, your pastoral associate, and I'm Simon Antonio, the director of family engagement. We're here from Mary Queen of the Apostles to invite you to try Alpha. Alpha is a series of conversations around the core concepts of Christian faith and the big questions in life, and it's perfect for you, no matter where you are on your faith journey, even if you haven't started on a faith journey. Uh, We feed you, we give you um, great people to meet, and a chance to ask your questions about faith and life with people who will not judge you or even necessarily answer your questions. And you can find out when our next series starts on our website at mqoa.org slash alpha. We'll see you there. And we're back. And we're back. Welcome back. I want to loop back a little bit to this question about why is this story 
so important to the church. Okay. What, well, to hmm. you, like, what weight does baptism hold in sort of the whole story of Catholicism or Catholic faith? Like, is it an important part for you? It's on the fence for me because I want to believe that even if you're not baptized, you will still be saved mm -hmm. and God still loves you. Mm -hmm. So, but a, a sacrament is an outward sign of inward grace. So, okay, well, it's said. really just for humans. What do you mean? I think it's for humans. I think it's like for us and to write it down, mm -hmm. to block this time off. I don't think it's for God. Mm -hmm. I think it's just for us. Kind of like a funeral is for the alive person, not necessarily the dead. Okay. So it's taking that experience and making it a physical physical thing, yeah. Experience. Okay. So so that's what I think about baptism. I think it's great. I think everyone should be baptized. I think again the same thing of like having more Holy Spirit. Why not? But, um, do you think, do you agree with that author that said that baptism is about changing a life? I think it's, I think it's marking a change. Like it's, it's an outward sign. It's just, it's just this is it, mm -hmm. you know, but you can still have, I believe you can still have all of the juice and power of baptism before you're, ba you're physically baptized, you know? Okay. Yeah. Because why limit God? Right. So this is just, again, like right. I, your choice or your parents' choice right. to be like, I want to raise them as a Christian or I want to raise them as a follower. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Baptism in the Catholic Church has a lot of different layers and mm -hmm. meanings to it. I think in a lot of Protestant churches, it's more of an adult sacrament. Yeah. It's more of a decision or not necessarily an adult sacrament, but not infant Right. You know, like it's right. a choice a person makes, even if they are seven or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think they, that is because they want to emphasize that it can or should be, uh, you know, the end of one kind of life yeah. and the beginning of another. Mm -hmm, a starting point. But in the Catholic Church, we believe that the parents' intention to kind of change their child's yeah. trajectory is enough. Yeah. Is you know is, is enough to make it valid and yeah. reasonable. It's like learning a language. It's easier when you're younger. So, yeah. To, oh, I like that. Yeah, it makes sense. Do you wish you had been able to decide about your baptism? No, I think you can decide even yeah. if you're after baptized. If you're gonna, I mean, clearly, we see churches sure, every day. You you decide, yeah, right? You decide. Yeah. yeah. So it's not like for me. It's nice. It's great. I think we should. But like, I don't know. I'm on a fence. I'm on the fence of. Yeah. I, well, I should say that you don't have to be baptized as an infant in the Catholic Church. Right. You can be baptized at any point, but you're only baptized once. once. Yeah. And that's because the church really does believe this is a momentous sort of tipping point, mm -hmm. turning time for a person. Mm -hmm. I think I'm in parent zone right now and thinking a lot about my parents and the mm -hmm. choices they made for us. And I'm really grateful that my parents baptized me long before I even knew God was a thing yeah, or maybe did. I don't know. But before I had any kind of cognition about it, um, I don't know. I love that. They were like, look, 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 she, let's go. Right. Right. This is who Dude. we are. Yeah. And this is who we intend her to be. My dad um, couldn't be anointed in the hospital because mm. he, because it was, 
because COVID. Yeah. But the chaplain came in, who was lovely, and said, um, "I." My dad was kind of conscious at yeah. the time, and she said to my dad, "Sam, I heard you're Catholic. Is that right?" And my dad said, "Absolutely." Oh, that's awesome. It was so cool. Yeah. And I just thought, oh, this is such a cool gift he gave me. Mm-hmm. I mean, little did he know. Who you <laughs> right exactly, yeah. Yeah. and that's another thing it reminded me of that we as a church we judge parents' intent, yeah, when they bring a baby for baptism, we think, well, I don't know, right. I don't know these people, I don't know if they're ever gonna darken the doorway of a church again, yeah, and you can't know, right, yeah. it's not us necessarily up to us to know outward sign of inward grace, yeah, 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 that's why I'm like, just do it, right. Just get them all baptized. You're talking about having faith in God over having faith in the parents, right? Yeah. (laughs) Like, it it can't be based on us believing parents are going to live their lives a certain way. Do you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Because it's not, I mean, even though I believe I'm thankful for this gift my parents gave me, it's Mm -hmm. also really, it's a gift from God. Yeah. But ultimately, my parents got to be the the ones who wrapped it up and gave it to yeah. me. The church got to be involved in that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I have to believe that God was the initiator in that whole thing. Mm-hmm. Do you think thinking about baptism once a year is can be powerful for us in our faith life? Yeah, I think if it's, um, if it's pushed out in the homily or a challenge to reach those who are not baptized, reach out to those who maybe have fallen away, maybe not either like reach out for those who are not baptized, but also maybe those who have not um, followed their baptismal promises. Right. To kind of so like, just like a reminder that we always should be baptizing. Mm. Um, I had a coworker for me that once said that if your baptismal font moves, you're not doing it right. What do you mean? So if you could put <laughs> if you can push aside your baptism font oh. and put it in a storage area, yeah. you're not doing things oh, right. Oh, I love that. So she yeah. said if your baptism font is is movable, yeah. you're not doing it On right. On wheels. Yeah. Right. And I was like That's so interesting. I love yeah. that. And especially like in some new churches they have um big fonts right in right. the beginning. Like a and, big jacuzzi tub yeah. size thing yeah and i love that because it's you should always as you walk in you should be reminded of your baptism promises but then mm-hmm. if you think outside yourself okay who can i invite yeah into this font yeah oh i love that so i'm guessing yeah. i'm turning around with baptism <laughs> were you against baptism no before? no but i just i just i like what your parents like the fear like if they're not baptized they're going to hell mm-hmm. no come on now right there's a loving God there. Yeah. Relax. He understands. Yeah. Of X, Y, and Z. Yeah. So that's why, I, that's the only thing I'd like. Or like separation. Like you're not baptized. So. Right. You know, that BS, human right. stuff. I, I feel so proud to be part of a church that is rolling admission. Yeah. Of, you know, yeah. I think we, Catholic parishes have gotten stuck in this thing like in September, you put a thing in the bulletin, mm-hmm. you have someone sit through six months of classes, ugh, you baptize them at Easter, yep. and off you go. And I love um, that at, on any random Sunday, you'll show up at our 
at our church for mm-hmm. mass and someone of any age might be being baptized. That's yeah. very unusual yes. in Catholic churches. Right. And normally it's set aside. Yeah. And yeah. Privatized and mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And, and especially like it's nice that it's falls within uh, the new year as well because we've just I've, mm. I've seen like three families coming forward for first communion and oh, like nice. three new young people coming in so I just think it's it's a time of it's fresh a starts, great welcoming right? yeah 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 because it's it. done in a nice way it's not like they were like Pharisees questioning something you know it's just right. this nice story of his uh, two cousins having a good nice holy spirit moment yeah yeah I love that. I want to read you one more quote, if that's okay. okay. Uh, And I don't know who this is from. I lost the source for this. I'm sorry. Do you forgive me? (laughs) Can we move on from this moment? I'll do better. (laughs) Here's the quote. I don't think that Luke tells us about Jesus's baptism just to inform us about what happened to Jesus. He relates this story also to indicate something about our baptisms, our need to be in prayer, our anointing with the Spirit, and our subsequent battles with evil and ministry in the world. We have a beloved and well-pleasing relationship with God. With that comes the responsibility to live out of that relationship, to fulfill the mission God sends before us to live up to the confidence God has placed on us. Jesus's baptism prefigures Pentecost. The era of Jesus's ministry prefigures the era of the church's ministry, our ministry in the world. You're making a face. You don't yeah. like that quote? No, it's just a long quote. So it I'm is a long quote. Out. Uh, well, what, do you th- what did you hear? Anything? Did you grab anything from that? Mm-mm, not yet. I think he's saying, or she, or they, right. are saying that Jesus, oh gosh, this is what I love about Jesus' story. Jesus is the visual aid to what it looks like to live a life with God, right? When If we want to know what God is like, we look at Jesus. If we want to know what a life following God looks like, we look at Jesus' life. Bing, bang, boom, right? And what Jesus is showing us in his own baptism, we know that after this moment of grace, like literal Holy Spirit intervention into this man's life, Mm -hmm. things do not get easier. Nothing turns perfect, Mm -hmm. right? There are challenges. There is evil to be faced. But there's promise, right? Because what what's going to come, we know what's going to come is resurrection. Right. Right? And not just resurrection for Jesus, but the birth of a movement that is Christianity mm-hmm. that changes hearts and lives forever, yeah. everywhere. Right? So I think what we can pull, what this person is saying is that we can pull from Jesus' story that having that grace empowers us for what's about to happen in our lives. Oh, okay. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. It's like having those um, that bracelet that becomes like a lifeline if you ever fly, if you ever... <laughs> it, like, you like unwrap it, you unwrap it and you can <laughs> you rappel can be, down a yeah, cliff. if you're ever in that situation. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. yeah, I like that. Okay, so that so the whole is what you're saying to dumb it down even more. <laughs> that the Holy Spirit is like prepares us, gives us enough resources to continue to live our life with God, yeah. which might not be perfect. Yeah, probably not. But we have a we have someone, something, mm-hmm. aka the Holy Spirit, to fall back on. And and specifically, we have a beloved and well-pleasing relationship with God. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that has not... The, the love is... That's a beautiful relationship. ...at the center of it. Mm-hmm. My... Um, stop me if I'm talking too much about my dad, but mm-hmm. <laughs> one of the first things someone said to me was my friend Shannon, who said, I always loved how your dad and you adored each other. Mm. Separate and aside from just kind of being father and daughter. Yeah. She said, it was clear that you adored each other. Mm. And I do think that that has affected me. Even when I wasn't being in a conversation with God, with dad or feeling that in the moment, like the fact that he adored me, that I was beloved and that he was well pleased with me yeah. made a difference in everything I did going yeah. forward. Yeah. I think that's what this, this author, whoever they are, mm-hmm. is trying to say. Right? Life is going to happen. Yep. But you can have a really great and beloved relationship. Yeah. And that that can be the source of your endurance, mm-hmm. of your energy. And yeah, endurance. During those tough yeah. times. Yeah. I mean, how many times have we heard, and we talked about this before, of, you know, a horrible thing happens to a, a very beloved and very... Betty White. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. But... Like a Christian, it's like you know, yeah, it's a tough time, but you know, God has my back. Like we we, we kind of mm-hmm. make fun of it, but it can be true. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that famous. Everything happens for a reason. <laughs> Don't are we not allowed to say that here? I, I'm going to make a rule. <laughs> we're only allowed to say that here if we're making fun of it. Yeah, I agree with it. <laughs> yeah, but it's true. Like if you have that background, if that beloved and well pleasing relationship with God, right, it does make sense. Yeah. Um, you know, I wonder what Father Murray has to say about this. Oh, let's find out. Yeah, let's okay. find out. Good morning and Merry Christmas. You can say that for the very last time as we conclude our Christmas season with the celebration of the Feast of the Baptism of the Lord. And today we celebrate this, uh, the truth that the Holy Spirit is with us. And it comes to us through the, the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. But he also gives us a pattern now. He submits in humility to the baptism of John to show everyone that he is with us and understands us. And then also, too, that everyone is welcome to come and to be baptized. St. Peter in the second reading shows us that. He begins to preach, and Peter needed to develop and understand more profoundly his uh, his theology of inclusion. And uh, he, sh- he says that quite clearly to the people to whom he's preaching. He says, I see now God shows no impartiality, and that everyone who comes before the Lord, who expresses a di- desired faith to him, can be baptized into the life, death, and resurrection of his son. This day we celebrate uh, the descent of the Holy Spirit upon Jesus and upon us. Many times when people come to confession and are beating themselves up, I send them home to look at this particular scripture, or, uh, verses, uh, chapter 1 and verse 9 of the Gospel of Mark. You are my beloved, 
with whom I am well pleased. In this instance, God says, this is my beloved son, but in, in speaking about Jesus, but today we can also apply that to every one of us who are adopted sons and daughters through Jesus Christ, through our baptism. In the font of baptism, we, re, uh, we die with Christ. We uh, symbolically go into the font, into the tomb, under the water where there's no air. And then we come up out of the, uh, out of the tomb, uh, up from underneath the water, and once again are, become new creatures resurrected in Jesus Christ. And much like Jesus in his glorified body, we come up as, again, new creations and begin to live our lives as not just regular human beings, but Christian human beings, Christian human beings. Uh, men and women who have been called to the same holiness that Jesus showed us uh, through his life, death, and resurrection. And so, my uh, beloved brothers and sisters, with whom God is well pleased, this day we are uh, invited to recognize our uh, sonship and daughtership in Jesus Christ. We are invited to uh, remember that the Holy Spirit has been given to all of us, and then we are called to go out and share it, as Jesus does in the coming weeks. God bless you on this final day of the Christmas season. And we're back. We are back. Wow. I know, right? He always, he always nails it. I live for those. I live all week waiting Where to hear what he's going to say. will he be next week? That's, That's all right. I have to say. That's right. Oh, and you know, since this is audio, our listeners will not know that he did yeah, that. I always forget about that. <laughs> he did that. But if you do want to see him, seashore. you can uh, check it out on YouTube. Right. That should be like a little a segment. Where's Father Murray this yeah. week? And then mm-hmm. you hear it, and then you have to go and see it to see. Yeah. See if you can guess. Yeah. Right. Yeah, we'll work on that. Okay, so Stephen, tell me this. You're the pastor. Mm-hmm. You're preaching. On, you're let me yawning. Let me take that in now. More. I'm the pastor. Okay. <laughs> you're the pastor. You're preaching this Sunday yeah. to a room full of baptized people, mostly, Yeah. about the baptism of the Lord. Mm-hmm. What are you preaching about? I am preaching about moments... Uh, well, I would uh, I would recycle. I would focus on the baptism promises mm-hmm. and oh. and ask people where where do you need improvement on that? Oh, I like that. Where, you know, and explore if you need to explore more of that. Mm-hmm. It's alpha. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Um, yep. Or the teaching series coming in Lent. Yep. But also, um, definitely highlighting that Jesus was 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 within sinners. You know, he was with the people. And so what people in your life that would would, um, benefit from a beloved and well-pleasing relationship with God? I like that. That's very um, homework assignment. Right. Yeah. Like take. Let's. No, I like which to, I love actually in a homily. I That's like, like to. I know that. Something to think about. If I was a pastor, I, I don't know. I don't know how my, the, my flock would react, but it would always be like, <laughs> "Okay, you're here. You're good. Now go out." Gotcha. Yeah. So I don't know how I would like yeah. feed them. <laughs> right. You right. Know, right. Outside of mass, but yeah. Yeah. What would you preach about, Margot? I would definitely be preaching about that beloved piece mm. about. Um, about living in that feeling of God being well pleased with us that I think so many of us don't like that's a hard, that's one of the hardest things to believe is that God is so well pleased with us is adores us. Adores. You know, that's something I think so for so many of us, it takes our whole life 
to figure out mm-hmm. and to, to, to deal with. And get, yeah. 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 That kind of love is almost hard to take. Right. Yeah. Because I know I do things that are not adorable. Right. <laughs> you know, uh, but yeah. to be adored through that is kind of overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And also like the, the beautiness of, that God can wipe away our sins, like hitting back to confession more. Mm. Oh, that, oh, you're very Catholic this week, Stephen. It happens, it swings. <laughs> but just you know, the the cleansingness that comes from right. baptisms and and, yeah. and really, it's just invoking the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Anytime you invoke the Holy Spirit, there's something that changes. So yeah, there's new starts available all, all the, the time. time. And here we are, starts, like you said, way restarts. at the beginning. New yeah. Year's New Year's yeah. time. New moon, resolution, new, me. <laughs> new year, new you. Yeah. And like the church offers every day a new way to start fresh, which is yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, should we end in prayer? Yeah, let's please. Would you like to? No. <laughs> I know you're in vacation mode, so allow me. Please. If you don't I, mind. I mean, you do such a great job. Oh, thanks. Thank you. Let's pray. God, thank you for the way you adore us. Thank you for the new starts you offer us in every year, every month, every week, every day, every moment. But thank you, God, for never stopping loving us. Help us be, God, on our parts, the kind of people who please you. Let us try to please you and want to please you in everything that we do. And help us to be more like Christ, more like John, who pointed to Christ. God, I ask your blessing today on anyone who's listening, who's feeling not worthy, not worthy of Jesus's new start, not worthy of your adoring love. God, I ask you in a a special way today to touch the hearts of people who have not felt their hearts touched in a long time, and who yearn for that. Let us be the faces of your love in the world for each other, and always honor you with our lives. We ask this in Christ's name. Amen. Hey, uh, before we go. Yes. New start to the year. We have some opportunities here in the parish we would love to invite people to. Yes. Number one, Alpha. Alpha, January 13th. We're starting online. Mm-hmm. And we'll be going online for the, for the first three months. So Three weeks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's okay. Three weeks. <laughs> this is a 12 or to 16-month process. You're going to love it. And uh, so the, many opportunities for people from afar to come back, and we'll figure out when we in person how that all will work. Yeah, maybe yeah. we'll be hybrid after that. Yeah. But you know what? I love this. If you're if you're looking at this reading and you're thinking about this today and you're thinking like, oh, man, there are pieces I am missing. I am, you know, there are pieces I need to find out more about. That's what Alpha's for. <clears throat> and not only do you get to ask your questions and express your doubts, your worries, your fears, you get to do it with other people who are feeling the same way, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, we invite you to check out Alpha. You can find out more. On our website, mqoa.org slash alpha. A couple more things. Do we have a second more? Yeah. We're starting a financial life seminar 
that's offered. We're offering it to anyone who just wants to get their financial life together this year. Mm-hmm. We are a parish that wants to help people grow and heal. And so if what you need healing in is your financial situation, Amen. come and check it out. Yeah. That's, I'm excited for that. I'll be joining that. You're going to do that? Yeah, right after my vacation. So Awesome. I'll spend all I want on my yep. vacation and then get back to normal. Excellent. <laughs> get back to a plan. You're coming in hot. <laughs> right in half. Yeah, yeah. What do you do with credit cards? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what if you spent all your money on a swim-up bar? Yeah. yeah. Um, hypothetically. Hy- yes. So that's on our website, too. Yes. That's uh, fina- uh, slash financial life. Perfect. org slash financial life. And then, uh, gosh, there's so much coming out. Lent's coming. We've yeah, got we How to ma- Catholic. We have marriage courses marriage starting, course. too. Yeah, this is a great, like you said, this is a great yeah. time for some new f- starts. Yeah. yeah, and we're here for you. So check it out, uh, all of it, on our website, mm-hmm. mqoa.org. Thank you, listener, for joining us. Thank you, Disembodied Head, for engineering us today. <laughs> and uh, thank, thank you, you Stephen. Hey, have a wonderful Vacation. Yeah, I'll see you in three weeks. Don't feel like you need to bring an expensive gift. I don't. Gift. No, okay. I don't. Any gift. Just something. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye. Aloha. <laughs> MQA Sunday is brought to you by Mary Queen of the Apostles Parish, located in the historic city of Salem, Massachusetts. Your hosts are Margo Morin, past associate, and Simon Antonio, the director of family engagement. The show is recorded in Salem, Massachusetts, and edited by the staff of MQOA. The beta lesson is written by Margot Moore. Find out more about Mary Queen the Apostles Parish on our website, mqoa.org.